Guys, welcome to another episode of the Chad Prather Show. Yes, another one. You can't get enough of it. It is Wednesday, and Republicans are big mad. They are big mad because history was made yesterday. Speaker of the House, former ex-Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy, was ousted. His nemesis, Matt Gates. Oh, boy, howdy. I'll tell you what. Uh, we want to get into that here in just a minute. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, <clears throat> Brandon? I'm with you, buddy. I don't like the mornings. I don't no. like doing this thing in the morning. No, no. And uh, what time are you having to get up to get in there? Uh, like 5.30. I get in around 6 or so. Oh. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, when I get up in the... See, that's the whole point. Yeah, but when the moon is still out, it's it's disorienting. <laughs> And then, like, I'm just, I sound bad in the morning, and I know that. Like, I sound yep. sleep drunk. I slur in the morning. Sounds like I'm coming yep. off a bender half the time. It's like, it's just, it's just, I'm just not built for it. <laughs> no, me either. I, I was, I was lurking. That's the that's reason we got in this business, so we could sleep late. Yeah. Uh, I've always said, I don't know how people like Glenn and all them do morning radio. I don't, I don't know how any of these people do that. But. Uh, we sleep late and we tape it like noon or one o'clock when, you know, when, when, you know, the world is awake. Uh, but I'm th with you. I'm sleep drunk. I, I, I listened to the show yesterday. I was watching the show uh, when it was premiering. And uh, there's two things. I was sitting there going, God, you sound terrible because you sound like you're sick or something. I'm not. Uh, and, and then the other thing was, um, tighten this microphone up. The other thing was, uh, I was like, okay, we taped this about six hours prior to the McCarthy ousting. Yeah. And uh, I was like, did I say anything stupid like it won't happen? And I didn't say, I didn't say anything. I like everything I said could have been in real time, actually, which goes back to the fact that I'm a genius. And it's like, <laughs> I'm never wrong. <laughs> I'm just yeah. like, I'm so good at this job that even then I had the wherewithal and the foresight to not say something stupid. Like, there's no way they'll kick Kevin McCarthy out. <laughs> no way. Although, Brandon, yesterday my thoughts were, they're not going to kick Kevin McCarthy out. Yeah. When we were taping yesterday, I was like, there's no way they're going to do that. I mean, we knew they but, were going to try, but yeah, it's always a matter of like, okay, they're, they're talk. Let's see if anything actually yeah. happens. Yeah, so eight Republicans voted with the Democrats, um, and of course, I tweeted it out. I'll stand by it. Matt Gates. For whatever you think of Matt Gates, I appreciate him uh, in, in this in this fervent attempt to hold Kevin McCarthy accountable. In his press conference yesterday, Kevin McCarthy said two things. He said, one, he said, I, I'm not going to run for Speaker of the House again, which I think is good. I think that's honorable. I like the way he made a little exit there. I think it was a good exit. Uh, but also, uh, he said, what, what have I not kept? What have I not kept? You know, what word have I not kept? Well, I mean, if you ask Matt Gaetz, um, he, he was on every press junket last night uh, explaining those things. And um, listen, I, I, I'm going to go on record right now and say, obviously, I'm not a Democrat. I've said it over and over again, but I want to remind everybody, I'm going to go on record. I'm not a Republican. I am not a Republican. I, I just, the, the, this uniparty nonsense, conservatives are screwed. And let me tell you why conservatives are screwed. Because the Republican Party 
is the problem. The Republican Party is the problem in this country. Uh, yeah, I, listen, I know that you got the progressive re left that is off the reservation with everything from murdering babies to can't figure out if you're a girl or a boy, even though you got a penis dangling between your legs. I understand. But that's insanity. We're not even we're not even dealing with common sense or logic when you come to these people. They're off the reservation. They they belong in a mental institution. So obviously, obviously we know. But see, but see again, that level of insanity run amok is problematic. We know that's crazy. Like that leads to a dangerous world. But here's the thing: normally there are some people out there that kind of safeguard the rest of society from that type of nonsense. And you would think. Those who claim to have conservative values and common sense would be the ones who stand in the way. But no, these so-called Republicans, they're not doing a damn thing. They're not protecting the world from the insanity, whether it's the spending, whether it is the border, whether it is uh, the the, the crazy uh, progressive cultural, you know, postmodern existentialism that's parading itself around with all of this confusion. Republicans are the problem because they're mindless, they're gutless, they're spineless, they have no plan, they never have a plan. You remember when Donald Trump got elected, and at the time, everybody thought Hillary was going to get elected. She was supposed to get elected. She was the next, she was the next installment. And everybody was pushing back against Obamacare. And Republicans didn't expect to get power back. They, they didn't have a plan. What was their plan to replace Obamacare, to repeal Obamacare? They couldn't do it because they didn't have a plan. That's the story of the game. The Republicans and Daniel Horowitz, actually, if you go to theblaze.com, Daniel Horowitz has written an excellent article and to basically to the tune of that same title. Uh, the Republicans are the problem. And yesterday's debacle was exactly that. It's a debacle. Now, it pissed them off. It, it, the, the, the Republicans up there, they got mad. They're big mad, man. And uh, no greater example of this anger being expressed than the interim Speaker of the House, the uh, Honorable Patrick McHenry. Uh, you've all seen this clip. If you haven't, this is classic beta. Play clip number six. For the relative caucus and conferences to meet and discuss the path forward. Accordingly, pursuant to Clause 12A of Rule 1, the Chair declares the House in recess subject to the call of the Chair. <laughs> like he's trying to drive a 16-penny nail with that gavel right there, man. Uh, the, the, like he reminds me of... Uh, uh, you guys had to remind me of the name of Smithers, you know, uh, Montgomery Burns uh, assistant on The Simpsons. I mean, let's face it. And I tweeted it last night. He was really mad about that bow tie. His wife made him wear the bow tie and he was pissed off. But I mean, he's driving a nail with that gavel. And then he looks at the thing to see if he broke it. I think I think when that little that little pregnant pause he makes when he's talking about the seat being vacated and, and then there's the pause. He made up his mind right there. I'm going to really show these people. I'm going to slam this gavel down and I'm going to break it. It's going to be an iconic moment. Uh, it didn't break. 
it's it's like his little his little weak man hands, his yeah. little limp wrists couldn't break the gavel. Oh yeah, and then he and then get, let it play right there. From that point forward, let it play again where he slams it down when he walks off. Play that clip one more time. Ooh, let me see. Let me see the anger. To the call yeah. from the chair. All right, here we go. Here we, uh, oh, it stops. But if you keep, if it kept going, he looks at it to see if it broke. It didn't break. It didn't break. Boy, he's angry. He's angry. But let me ask you a question here. Where was that anger when five million migrants, immigrants, whatever you want to call them, aliens poured over the southern border since Joe Biden came into office? Where was that anger? Whenever the U.S. debt got over got over thirty three trillion dollars, where was that anger? Whenever the FBI was going out there rounding up Trump supporters, putting them in prison without charge, without cause, without bail, keeping them in solitary confinement for two years, and then bringing up trumped up charges, where was that level of pissed off as the so called justice system was trying to uh, you know indict Trump? After. Isn't it funny that Trump, you know, Trump is, is been in business, been on the top of the cultural world forever, decades. But six, within six months of within six months of him announcing he's going to run against Joe Biden, they start in all the indictments and all the lawsuits. It's amazing, isn't it? Because it's a witch hunt. Where's the are you pissed off at that, McHenry? What about all the people, all the all the people, the Americans that are out there having to deal with this inflation garbage that's out there? Are they pissed off? Are they pissed off about what's happening in America? Are they just mad because your buddy lost his job? What about when they shut the world down and told you lies surrounding, you know, COVID and the pandemics and the shutdowns and all of these things? What about that? When they locked you down for years, when they shoved vaccines in your body, untested chemicals, and people are dropping dead are they pissed off because uh, mccarthy is getting called out and having to be held accountable what about that what about joe biden peddling influence what about hunter biden what about them uh, stopping and censoring the laptop what about him getting checks and using burner phones and pseudonyms they're more pissed off with matt gates than they are with alejandro mayorkas or christopher ray or anthony blinken or or, you know, or, or Merrick Garland, or the fact that Pete Buttigieg doesn't have a clue what he's doing. They're more pissed off because, oh, look at us. We look divided. The GOP is in chaos. That's the word chaos. Well, you know what's chaos is Maui. Chaos is East Palestine. They, they haven't done anything for them, but no, they're pissed off. They're more pissed off at Matt Gates than they are, uh, you know, because, oh, look, Matt Gates wanted to get rid of a rhino who was doing more for the Democrats, but they're not pissed off with, uh, you know, they're not pissed off at the Democrats that are using the rhinos to get what they want done. So, you know, that's the whole deal. They're mad because McCarthy is accountable. I'm going to break my little hammer over this thing. But it, forget the fact that we got, you know, President P pads and Vice President knee pads as a regime that's not being held accountable. I wish that Patrick McHenry had that kind of passion for serving the people that he represents, you know. I wish that I wish it matched that level of passion when he, instead of him just trying to protect the swamp status quo. I mean, you might see some good coming out of D.C. if they get pissed off about the things that are truly affecting Americans, because I don't know about you guys. You know, when we talked last week about them shutting the government down, everybody's like, that's terrible. They're going to shut the government down. Oh, my God. People aren't going to get paid and blah, blah, blah. They shut you down for two years. They shut you down for two years. You think I'm, gonna, I'm supposed to sit here and give a damn because the government's going to shut down? 
Because those guys, they're pissed off because their guy lost power. That's the bottom line. It's the only language these people speak. It's the language of power. They got pissed off because their little puppet got removed. And so for that, I'm all for it. I read, I read, I went on, I went on Blaze's Facebook page and read some of the comments today under some of these articles. And I was dumber for having read them, quite honestly, because people are actually out there claiming to be conservatives who are defending the swamp. Kevin McCarthy never had your best interest. I'm not convinced anybody in the Beltway has your best interest. So quit defending them. They're not coming to save you. They've already demonstrated what they'll do. They're going to shut you down at the first opportunity they get. We talked about it yesterday. They're going to limit your travel. They're going to keep you in debt. They're going to keep you dependent. So shut the whole damn thing down. It's useless. It's worthless. And God forbid you don't send them a check on April 15th and keep paying for their nonsense. Do you realize that since February of what, 2022, they've been sending $223 million a week to Ukraine? To, oh no, I'm sorry, a day. $223 million? I mean, it, 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 if anybody ought to be pissed off, it's Vladimir Zelensky, because now with no Speaker of the House, they, they, gotta, they gotta shut down some of the spending. Oh, they'll, they'll find a way. But no, they're pissed off. He slammed his gavel down. He wanted to show his little tough guy a little spiel, all because his puppet got pulled. They didn't like it. They didn't like it. And they don't like it because the only language these people speak is power. And when the power is taken away from them, that's the only thing that gets their attention. So I'm telling you, American people, you want to do something? Get all of them out and let's start over, over with people who have some values. Because the Republican Party's the problem. I could give a damn about the Republican Party the way it stands right now. Oh, and by the way, while we're getting rid of speakers of the House, let me just throw this in there because I care about it. Maybe you don't. Let's get rid of that douchebag in Texas, too, Dade Phelan. That speaker of the House is garbage, and he needs to go as well. See, when people don't do what your values are, you get rid of them. You get rid of them, and you find somebody else that will. All right. <clears throat> Got to go to a break. But do you feel like something unthinkable is about to happen soon? Might happen uh, this afternoon. I don't know. By the time you're watching this, they will already have sent out the uh, little emergency broadcast system. We'll see. We'll see if we're still alive. Uh, there's distractions. There's smoke screens in the media. Maybe you won't see what's coming, but it's time that you invest in emergency food. Do it today. Uh, you better. It's better to have it, not need it, than it is to need it, not have it. Well, My Patriot Supply is the nation's leader in emergency food storage. You can go to My special website preparewithchad.com you'll save 25 percent on my patriot supplies three-month emergency food kits you will enjoy a wide variety of delicious meals i'll give you over 2,000 calories a day uh, which is exactly what you need so stock up now before everybody else panics and then there's a you know there's a supply issue free shipping is automatic it's going to ship fast it's going to show up discreet go to preparewithchad.com that is preparewithchad.com we'll be right back <laughs> Uh, they want chaos. I say, let's give them chaos. It, it, it's funny that they put the buzzwords out for for their talking points, and the chaos is what they keep saying. Uh, chaos is the southern border. I, I don't want to beat a dead horse here because I said it so much in the last segment, but. Chaos is the inflation. Chaos is the spending. Chaos is the uniparty. Chaos is the inability to get anything done. I mean, that, that's chaos. We are in chaos, y'all. Um, 
But, you know, what I tweeted out yesterday was I would love to see Speaker of the House Trump just so I could watch the heads in Congress pop. I mean, just like just just like bubbles, just boop, just there, there they are. And just pow, there they go. Uh, play clip number two. Now, sources telling me at this hour, some House Republicans have been in contact with and have started an effort to draft former President Donald Trump to be the next speaker. And I have been told uh, that uh, President Trump might be open to helping the Republican Party, at least in the short term, if necessary, uh, if it's needed. It's it's almost like I could tell the future. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. No, uh, as of last night, there were certain people who were coming out and saying that uh, that Trump, even Marjorie Taylor Greene, who voted to keep Kevin McCarthy, even she came out trying to save face, um, saying, "Oh, we need Trump to do it." Um, I mean, let's put some more things on Trump's plate. Why not? But if he's open to it, I, I think it's a great idea. Uh, why not? Let's add let's add to the debacle, which is the United States Congress. Um, I think that here's the thing. Honestly, people say, well, Trump doesn't have time for that. He's too busy with all the uh, all the stuff he's got going on. And he's running for president. If he wanted to, as Speaker of the House, Trump could come in there and in the space of six months, have the whole thing cleaned up. Probably less than that. Probably half that time. I mean, you come in there and you just start now. It, now, people don't like that. Because it upsets the apple cart. We were in the studio yesterday and we were watching. We took the time to watch the vote and, and the comments from um, from Congress. And uh, I was looking over the guy's shoulders and I and I made the comment. I said, you know what I miss? I miss the days in Congress where they used to take the, their canes and beat the hell out of each other and just fight, duke it out right there on the floor. Oh, but decorum. Well, decorum is what's gotten us into this mess. I think we need a little bit of chaos here. We need some alpha is what we need. I, I'm really sick to death of the whole, the gentleman from Massachusetts recognizes and will yield his time to, it's like, okay, okay. <laughs> All that stuff is a smokescreen that covers up the crap they're doing. And we know they're doing a bunch of crap. Uh, $33 trillion in debt. I want you to let that sink in. Every single one of you, if you're a tax-paying American, you are in debt $255,000 right now. That is your tax debt right now. When you are born, you immediately have a 99, right now today, a baby being born right now, today, at this moment, is in debt $99,000. That is that baby's tax debt. That is that is their responsibility to make sure that they pay it because of the spending of the federal government. So I'd say let's whip the shit out of each other with some canes. Let's get back to it. Have some duels. I don't care. Let's go back to slapping each other in the face with a leather glove and say pistols at dawn. Come on. Let's get back to the parliamentary procedures of, of Britain. I like the way they beat on the tables and call their mothers fat. I like that. Let's get after it, dude. Let's get after it. Everybody's like, oh, my God, I can't believe he said that. No, say more of it. Let's go. Put Trump in as Speaker of the House and be like, it's a debacle. I don't know if you know this or not, but I think we had a pretty good session. Like, that's fantastic. Let Trump beat the gavel a little bit. <laughs> I'm all about it, man. Yeah, Chad, I, don't, I, am all I don't know how anyone doesn't it. want this. I want this so badly. So, yeah. so bad. I know I'm speaking your language right now. Oh, gosh. I saw I, that last night and I was like, please, Jesus, I don't ask for much, but give me this. <laughs> 
Please, Mormon Jesus. Oh, oh the entertainment <laughs> factor. Would, he would probably be more entertaining as Speaker of the House than he might be as President, honestly, because he's got more people oh, to mess it, with. Dude, it, 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 like, and that's true. I mean, there, there's so much power. In, in that. I yeah. mean, they could have, you know, everybody's like, oh, the Republicans will probably lose the House next year because of the, uh, the Republicans don't have the House. They don't have it. it it's, it's, it's a false sense of authority and power. They're not doing anything with it. Listen, you can be the strongest guy in the world, but if you don't choose to pick anything up, what good does the muscles do? You got, you got gym muscles. You know what I'm talking about? You don't have, you're not country boy strong. You're not out there chopping wood. No, you're picking up dumbbells. You look good in the mirror. You still get winded walking up a hill, even though you, you know, spend $400 a year on supplements and vitamins and steroids and creatine, and you got a gym membership. Those are vanity muscles. That's all the Republicans in Congress are. They're vanity muscles. Oh, look, we, we, could, we got the power. You don't have shit. And, and here's, here's the thing. You know, everybody's like, oh, well, the, we, they, they put these deals together. They bundle them all up. They slide everything in there. And then they say, look, we're passing border reform. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're not doing anything about the border. They're sliding all these little deals in there. And it's like, no, the, the, you know, it's like Matt Gates says, that once you break this thing down, this is a single issue bill that didn't get anything done. That's why he voted against the thing. Yes, I say Speaker Trump. I yield to the Speaker of the House. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Sexy Red knows what's up. Sexy Red, y'all don't even know who Sexy Red is. Uh, sexy with two eyes. Uh, sexy Red, she was on Theo Vaughn's podcast, and uh, she had this to say about Donald Trump. Play clip 13, boys. Do you think more people are going to support Trump now in the hood like or Trump. no? Yeah, they support him in the hood. Because at first, I don't think <laughs> people was f***ing with him like they thought he was racist, saying little shit and you know against women but once he started getting black people out of jail and giving people their free money oh baby we love trump we need him back in office yeah that a little bit of free money goes a long way we huh? need him back because yeah. baby them checks <laughs> yeah, yeah. oh yes them stimulus checks trump we miss you that's like whoa vicky she's always talking about trump you see her ever i like trump no i ain't never seen whoa she's funny she's i love trump though he's funny to me like i used to watch his interview not interviews like him talking to people, he used to be calling people fat. Yeah. <laughs> he just he, wow. He funny. Like, We're we need to... people like him. Yeah. Sexy Red gets it. Of course, there's only one problem. There's, well, there's a couple of problems with Sexy Red's analysis. One, those stimulus checks weren't free money. They cost you money, which is another reason why we're $33 trillion in debt, Sexy Red. Uh, so um, the other thing that Sexy Red is, is, uh, is wrong about is uh, they support Trump in the hood, but the problem is they don't go vote in the hood. Let's get some. Let's get some folks registered to vote to go out there and do it. Don't just talk about it. Go to the ballot box. Overwhelm it. I mean, I truly think that if uh, if the legitimate urban community were honest, and I, I think that many of them would be and actually got involved with that, they'd see that that so-called black vote ain't as Democrat as you think it is. But again, again, when you're basing it on, basing your decision, I like Trump, I like stimulus check Trump. Now that's still more government dependence, but uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what happens. Because I think a lot of people, to the point, we can be facetious about this whole thing and nitpick it, but again, we're talking about a person whose name is Sexy Red. Um, 
I think people are waking up to the fact that the government is not on your side. Neither side's on your side. We've got to get somebody who's willing to do something, who's not bought out, who's not paid for. And and let me tell you something. Uh, The report came out last night or yesterday that Trump has now fallen off of the Forbes top 400 wealthiest list. Um, he, he didn't have to do any of this. And I, this is not me, you know, giving, giving Trump a big old whatever. <laughs> I'm not giving him a Kamala Harris here. But uh, Trump's lost a lot because of doing what he's done. He said, well, it's because he's a charlatan and he's being exposed. He, he didn't have to do any of this. He'd still be he'd still be the, the number one name on the on the rap rapper's lips. He'd still be the guy that everybody has the ideals to, to uh, try to be. He'd still be on Oprah. Uh, I don't even know if Oprah still does anything, but he'd still be on all the talk shows. The View would love him. Uh, Morning Joe would have him on there. Mika Brzezinski would still be trying to blow him. Uh, you know, all of these things. They'd love Trump. But now he's off the Forbes 400 list. Because he's, he's, he's invested a lot. He didn't have to do it. Guys, break through your thick skull and see, say, what was the motivation? What was the motivation for Trump? He didn't have to do any of that. But he, you know, look what he's going through now. That in and of itself is appealing to me. That in, you say, well, he had all of this. <laughs> Guys, all the power in the world ain't worth this shit, man. It just ain't. It ain't. And, um... They, they, they're literally trying to destroy this man in every possible way that they can. Uh, you know what Trump needs? Trump needs some relief factor. That's what he needs. Uh, Got to get rid of that inflammation. Um, I love relief factor, man. I took some this morning. I was having a little bit of that ankle pain that was coming back. And I was like, you know what I need? I need to get back on my relief factor. So everybody lives with that pain. It's got that guarantee. That, that's that guarantee you have in life, man. And the older you get, along with death and taxes, you're going to have pain. So when it happens, you sustain it, you deal with it, you move forward. But sometimes there is no moving forward because the pain doesn't go away. It just comes back day after day, month after month, until it fills your life, steals your joy, and just takes everything out of you. So if you're one of those people who's living in pain, uh, you know how bad it is. It doesn't have to be that way. Relief Factor can help you. It's a great way to reduce pain. That pain is going to be, it's caused by inflammation and the inflammation's not just in your joints. It can affect a lot of things, cause a lot of diseases in you. When you take Relief Factor as directed, it could absolutely change your life. It's not a drug, but it is developed by doctors and it will reduce your inflammation in your body. Now, 70% of the people who take it, they keep on ordering it because it works. So if you're living in pain, why don't you try it? They got a three week quick start. You can try. It's only $19.95 trial pack. Go to relieffactor.com or call them 800 for relief. That's 800, the number for relief or go over to relieffactor.com. Feel the difference. We'll be right back. If you, if you guys want to know how truly ineffective Kevin McCarthy was, just, just as a symptom, just symptomatic to his ineffectiveness, um, did, how many of you realized until, didn't, didn't realize until just yesterday that they never made Nancy Pelosi vacate her hideaway office as Speaker of the House? Kevin McCarthy just let her keep the Speaker's office. They didn't, they didn't kick her old ass out. <laughs> what? And so Patrick McHenry comes out and says, you got 24 hours, bitch, get out. 
she's not even there. She's like, she's like, she was like in San Francisco. She wasn't even in Washington, D.C. They just booted her ass out. And so there was literally images and, and stuff of them moving her crap out of the office. Um, why didn't Kevin McCarthy? He's been in that speaker's position for nine months and never did it. And, you know, and here's the thing. Nancy Pelosi, she gets kicked out of her office. I'm pretty sure Joe Biden by this afternoon will have a plan to move 12 migrant families right into that vacancy. Like that's where they can live. Uh, I mean, you got the U.S. is sending security and one hundred million dollars to the Caribbean due to their crime problem. And uh, what about our crime problem? What about our crime problem? And, and truly, the U.S. is sending security and $100 million to the Caribbean because of their crime problem? I, where, where, where are our priorities? Where are they? Um, I mean, you got, you got an increase of homicides, robbery, burglary, rapes, carjacking. Um, the biggest crime we got is Joe Biden and this Congress taking our money and sending it to other countries. Um, the, take a look at, uh, yeah, I, the, take you a different direction, Brandon. Uh, this is hard to watch. And we're going to go to number one here in a second, but, but this is hard to watch. Um, I saw this yesterday, uh, Rogan O'Hanley, DC Drano, he put it up and he said, this is why I'm putting it up. It's graphic. So this is a, this is an extreme leftist activist. Uh, you, you, this is happening. Like there was that, there was that lefty journalist that got shot seven times in his home the other day. There was the Democrat uh, congressman that got carjacked at gunpoint. Now you have this activist uh, in New York City who's just left a wedding. And again, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if they're leftists. It doesn't matter if they're Democrats. It doesn't matter if they're progressives. They're human beings. Okay, let's, let's be real clear. This is this is tragic. What's going on? The tragedy is the crime that's happening in our cities under the Biden administration and under these Democratic uh, blue progressive policies that are taking over our big cities. Um, New York City is in trouble, man. All of our cities are in trouble. If you if you can avoid the city, avoid the city. Don't go into the cities, okay? Uh, but this clip right here, go ahead and play number one. Uh, the guy and his girlfriend, they're out there and, you know, they get up, they're sitting on a bench. I don't know much of the backstory, but they get up to go. And walk, they start walking down the street. Obviously, they're dressed nice. He's in a suit. She's in a dress. You know, and, and a lot of speculations out there. Was this some kind of a hit? Was this kind of a, a setup or whatever? But they go down the street. They end up in a, in a confrontation with someone. And uh, as they come back, you know, the person steps out and comes back down towards them. And at that point, guys, that's when you get the hell away from somebody. You don't stand around and try to reason with them. At that point, you're, you, he stabs him in the neck. And, uh, and you know, that's... That's a death blow. I mean, he is, you know, the girl is trying to push back a lot and doesn't want to get attacked herself, I guess. Um, she's amazingly calm in this situation, which is weird to me. I don't know if she's in shock. I don't I don't have a clue. But the guy dies right there on the street. Um, you know, the, the, let me just say as a side note. Um, that if you're in that situation, always run away, get the hell away. Don't try to stand there and reason with somebody. Don't try to stand there and, you know, just get the hell away. 
this is a great reason why everybody needs to stay strapped. Everybody needs the Second Amendment. Everybody needs to be able to protect themselves in a situation like this. Uh, you know, sticking your wrists out, trying to reason with somebody is, is, a, is an absolute beta move. It's, it's not, you know, your, your progressive ideologies and your ways of talking people down. Those talking points aren't going to work in a situation like that. Violence has to be met with violence and you need to strike first. You need to be the one who overwhelms them immediately, you know, reaching out with, the, with a little you know, limp way of, of trying to encourage someone not to attack you ain't going to work because when somebody's hopped up on drugs or, you know, it, it, out of their mind or whatever it may be or dead set on violence, then the violence is going to happen. They've already made up their mind. That's why people say, well, you OK with people carrying guns everywhere? Yes, I actually am. I'm, a, I'm 100 percent OK just perfectly fine with leveling the playing field and just everybody needs to know that um, just everybody needs to know that if you f around you're going to find out and uh, you say well there's going to be an increase in shootings I, I mean look i don't know if you guys saw that saw the clip the other day of the youtube prank guy who was following the the uber eats driver around or the doordash driver around the guy just finally turned around and shot him in the stomach um fafo <laughs> uh, you know, I, I don't I don't want anybody to get shot. But you know what I'd like? I'd like to live in a world where people are left alone. I mean, that's a central value for me. Leave people alone. Don't 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 live with the threat of getting stabbed in the throat in the middle of a city street after you've left a wedding. Don't live with that threat. You should be able to neutralize that immediately. Immediately. People need to know there's consequences for the actions. And uh, your liberal talking points. Your, 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 you know, your Robert's Rules of Order, your, um, uh, they're not going to work in those situations, guys. And what we're seeing happening in our streets, in our cities, is only getting worse and worse. Um, Chad, I did, I did think it was an, an interesting, interestingly watching that. It seems like a very good encapsulation of, like, where liberals are at in that. He's so disconnected from actual reality that he thought it was a good idea to try and intervene in that situation. Yeah. Like, he didn't think anything bad was going to happen to him. And then that lady just stand, sits there and watches him bleed out. Like, it was a very good representation of yeah. what's going to keep happening. Because they don't seem to understand the consequences and the reality they've, like, created. And I thought that was really, uh, you could see it a lot in that clip, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah, you can. I mean, I, I don't know. You know, you got that congressman that was carjacked in Washington, D.C. at gunpoint. I, I wonder if he's still OK with defund the police. Um, I, I, I mean, I promise you, I promise you, if that liberal activist could come back and speak, he'd be OK with the Second Amendment. He'd be OK with it. Uh, have them. Train with them. Use them. Um, so. But, you know, meanwhile, you got Congressman Jamal Bowman, who's calling, you know, Republicans Nazis, literally calling Republicans Nazis over the whole fire alarm pulling stunt. Um, I mean, uh, uh, leave it to a, leave it to a, a, a politician to commit a crime, commit a felony, lie about it. And then somehow make themselves the victim. And see, that's the that's the thing. You you can you can keep doing this faux oppression, fake victimization crap. But then out on the streets, there's real victims. 
you just saw a clip of that, right? And uh, this, this manufactured oppression is about to become very real because we've taken our ideals, our, our ideals and our values and our, and our self-government values and just kind of thrown them in the trash. And just like you said, Brandon, you think somebody's rhetoric is going to talk you down off of that. It's not the world we live in. People are animals, dude. People, people are wild. People don't care about each other. People are murderous. Uh, you, you look at you look at the, the from everything from the cancel culture we live in to man's inhumanity to man throughout throughout history. You know, I, I said I said this. I alluded to this yesterday, but I didn't expand on it. And I want to remind you guys, those of you that are out there on the government teat that are out there defending these people in the Washington, D.C. Beltway. You need to learn from history that governments are not good. Governments are not good. And when they have unchecked power, then they're going to push through horrible policies and they'll do anything to not only remain in power, but they will defend those policies to the death because they will not they will not ever say they were wrong. Well, here's what those policies yield. It's getting stabbed in the neck on a New York City street after you went to a friend's wedding. Um I don't know about you guys, but I'm not okay with that. Simply not okay with that. All right. Let's take a quick little break. Uh, you guys go out there and uh, make sure your firearms are, are, are loaded and uh, during the break, and we'll be right back. All right. You know what we haven't done? We haven't we haven't picked on gay people in a while. Why not? That's what we get accused of anyway. And we call up nonsense uh, again for the record. Don't care if you're gay. You do what you want to do because um, you're going to do it anyway. Yeah. Heathens. <laughs> so let's bring back a segment that uh, we like to call the gayest shit you've ever seen. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Splotch. <laughs> Remember Patagonia? That's right. Patagonia was the uh, was the tranny who was pushing all through Pride Month uh, about how you need to get out there and celebrate your gayness in the national parks. Um, and no telling what happened out there in those woods. But uh, this is the Secretary of the Interior, and uh, Patagonia was out there visiting. You got that clip? Mm. Play it. Patty, I am so excited to be here with you at Stonewall, the National Monument with these beautiful flags behind us. Tell me, in your own words, why places like this, like Stonewall, are so important to telling America's story? It's <laughs> mm, a great question. I think it's because queer rights are more under attack than ever. And I think if we don't acknowledge the past, we're bound to repeat it. So, at a place like Stonewall, this beautiful place, it's a place where so much discrimination and hatred occurred against the queer community, but it's also a go. place where resistance and queer joy and queer liberation happened. And I think that that is worth celebrating and commemorating. And so I think that we need to not ignore hate as it exists today. We need to acknowledge it because it's not just our past, it's our present. And we need to work together to build a more equitable and just future. And that's on that. Hmm. That's beautiful. Um, wow. 
<laughs> um, we're going to mock you. We're going to ridicule you. That's not hate. Uh, but you're a dude in a dress um, in a skirt who's talking to the Secretary of Interior like it's a clown show and uh, telling us about, oh, all this oppression that uh, the world has experienced. Uh, yes, the entire world has experienced uh, experienced oppression at some time or another. And all people and people groups have. Um, and uh, nobody hates you. We really don't care but you keep trotting that out in front of us and that's what's going to happen now it's interesting to me that in the state of florida uh ron DeSantis, the governor there of course has uh, now put out a law that uh, if you are a pedophile you get the death penalty i mean you, you're just gonna you know you start raping children boom you're out boom that's inject them done and uh, then of course there was somebody on twitter you guys need to head over to libs of tiktok you can see uh uh, the tweet there, but she posted a, a picture or a screenshot of it where somebody said, do you not understand how much this is going to lead to violence against uh, the trans community and gays? Um, how did you make an association between the trans and gays and uh, the capital punishment law in Florida for uh, raping children? Weird. That's almost like an odd confession weird now again maybe what i'm saying is so full of hate no it's not i'm just saying you guys keep trotting this crap out there and uh, everybody's going to think it's normal and normalized and it's leading to a dangerous place remember what i showed you in the last last thing about how these weird progressive policies will lead to some destruction and tragedy in your life yeah you know what this will too so let's stop making it okay it's not Let's get serious about stuff going on in this country instead of these weird-ass smoke screens. Speaking of smoke screens, Ilan Omar. God, I just want to see her without the head smock. Boy, I bet that's a fun thing to look at. Ilan Omar, she was looking at Matt Gates like her brother. Uh, play clip number seven. Mr. Speaker, I think I've caught the mm. signal, too. The signal is for $33 trillion in debt facing $2.2 trillion annual deficits. And our fellow Americans may be watching, wondering, how does that happen? How does the She's greatest country in the world have a process? She's licking so her lips. Brandon. Did you did you see the close-ups of her? I mean, she's licking oh, yeah. her lips, staring at oh, his yeah. ass. Now you know what I was thinking when I was watching that is I actually thought she was licking her lips, thinking how badly she would have liked to do that to Nancy Pelosi when she was speaker. <laughs> Can you imagine how bad the squad would have loved to be in Matt mm. Gates's position, calling out Nancy Pelosi for her bullshit and getting her actually vacated as speaker? 100%. I I think that's what they were salivating as. But yeah, the memes of that were yeah. delicious. Yeah. They were like, oh, we should have done that ourselves. Yeah. We should have gotten that done. Oh. But again, you know, that's the difference between Ilan Omar and the rest of the squad and Matt Gates is uh, he has balls. <laughs> he actually has some balls. Uh, they just wish they did. Um, she was, uh, yeah, she was, she was licking her lips, man. She was wanting a little bit of that Matty Gates. Uh, something about men in power, dude. I mean, girls like it. Look at her. Look at her. She was feeling all Sharia right there. Mm. <laughs> she was like, I'm ready to be dominated like my father's goats. Uh, she's about to get back back in the kitchen. She's going to put on a, on her burger. Her burger. Come on. Yeah. Yeah, come on. Boy, I better put a little face covering on right here. Uh, this is how we got canceled. And this is how we got canceled right there. Uh, hey, real quick, we got a minute. Play uh, this something I want to get to yesterday. Play clip number nine. I'm going to throw a curveball at you. Clip number nine. Gentleman from Florida. <laughs> Mr. Speaker, my friend from Oklahoma says that my colleagues and I who don't support... Today is a great day for health. Gentleman from Florida. 
Mr. Speaker, no, my no, friend back, from Oklahoma back, says that my colleagues and I who Today is a great day for health, a great day for science, and a great day for vaccines. I offer my warmest congratulations to Dr. Kathleen Carico and Dr. Drew Weissman, who today won the Nobel Prize in Physiology or Medicine for their work in developing the technology that led to mRNA vaccines against COVID-19. Mm. As they have for some, so many other diseases, safe and effective vaccines against COVID-19 played a vital role in bringing the pandemic under control. Yeah, that's the World Health Organization congratulating uh, the Nobel Prize winners for the mRNA vaccines. Uh, they need to be held accountable is what they need. Uh, rushing this um, pseudoscience out to the marketplace and then forcing it on everyone. They need to be held accountable. Uh, listen, you know what? Uh, that's the same as giving the Nobel Peace Prize to Barack Obama, the same guy that was, you know, operating drone strikes in seven countries at the same time and even killing civilians, citizens uh, at weddings with drones. Uh, and then you're going to give him the, 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 the guy was a warmonger and you're going to give him the peace prize. So, again, these guys, they're out to kill you. And I don't know what happened. You know, looking back, I don't know what happened today at two o'clock when they sent out the emergency broadcast system. I mean, this we're taping this before. So, you know, if it starts, you know, it turns you into a microwave because you've gotten these mRNA vaccines. I don't know. Maybe they'll have to the uh, they'll have to take that congratulations and the Nobel Prize back from the people who, you know, created that nonsense. But we'll see. They'll be dead anyway because they are all juiced up. At least we'll know who at least we'll know who didn't get it. I am proudly unvaccinated. Pure pure blooded and i love aaron Rodgers more and more every day i love when he was on pat mcafee's show yesterday and he referred to travis kelsey as mr pfizer you know what folks that is the mo that is the modus operandi that is how we are to go to market with this nonsense you ridicule it you mock it you make fun of it anybody that's pushing the that stuff let me tell you something they're sold out puppets and you need to make fun of them so i, I like aaron Rodgers more and more for uh, for calling him mr pfizer i think it's great i think it's great you know who i want speaker of the house sexy red that's who i want sexy red speaker of the house she's got her finger on the pulse of america that's what's going on y'all hang tight we'll be right back All right, guys, remember uh, this weekend I'm in McKinney, Texas at Hanks. Get your tickets at watchchad.com for all the fun stuff is. And then next week, next week I'm going to be in uh, Hoover, Alabama. Hoover, Alabama. Check out check out this beautiful flyer right there. I made that last night when I was laying in the bed all tired. Jesse Payton and I, it looks like a, just a beefcake comedy show. Look at all that going on. Wow. Uh, we're going to be there. Hoover, Alabama, the Star Dome. That is October 13th. Watchchad.com. Oh, and if you're in, and listen, it's a, it's a show for everybody. Patagonia can come. Look, we, here's a secondary flyer I was working at right here. Look, look at there. That's inclusive. Oh, we're making the jokes, man. We are making the jokes. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Go to watchchad.com. Uh, coming your way coming your way all across the country and already booking into 2024 right now guys i hope you guys understand that if donald trump was speaker of the house he would be the most powerful man in america um think of the impeachments that he could do he could impeach biden he could impeach mayorkas garland christopher ray uh he could cut the funding 
for the FBI that raided his house. <laughs> I mean, he could pull back all of these witch hunts. Uh, he could subpoena the Department of Justice people that, that are persecuting him. Let's get to the bottom of it. Make them testify. Put them under oath. Let's see if they perjure themselves. Ah, but will it happen? Eh, eh, will it happen? No, because not enough people would vote for him. They would not. They would not. But you know what I say? Let's put him up. Let's get it to that point. Let's have that debate. Let's have that debate. Uh, if you guys have not subscribed to Blaze TV, go to blazetv.com slash Chad. Use promo code Chad. Uh, tomorrow, I think our good friend Ashley St. Clair from the Babylon Bee is going to be here with us. And uh, we're going to hang out and chat with her a little bit. Might get her for some overtime as well. Uh, she's always insightful and fun. And um, head over to chadonblaze.com. Do a little shopping over there get your uh, get your t-shirt i went to the white house all i got was this crummy shirt and a bag of cocaine and i want you to wear it proudly tomorrow is thursday we'll get off the rails we'll see you then love you god bless you bye <laughs>